back to another episode of Laughing to Cry. I'm your co-host, Jeremy GJ. I'm your co-host, Commander Cody. Back at it again. Um, we're just going to start the episode off with the nonsense um, that ended the last episode. Um, results into some of this yep. oatmeal raisin bullshit. Let just get we, it out the way. We, right. we put we put out a poll um, <laughs> that people can actually still react to after this one, whenever this comes out. If they didn't see any of the posts, first off, you didn't see any of the posts. What are you doing? Yeah, uh, pay attention. Um, but if you didn't see them, we put out a poll because uh, on the last episode we talked about oatmeal raisin cookies and how they are undeniably the greatest thing in the world. And they are the the rulers of all cookies. And as, as TikTok would say, Cody's Delulu. <laughs> no, uh, just no. And so we put out a uh, we put out a poll asking you guys if you thought they were delicious, if you thought they were disgusting, or if you didn't really care. And we have more results than I thought we'd get, to be honest. Yeah, we got some we got some people who interacted. Uh we had at least one person on my side who responded to the whole thing with an angry act saying that they're disgusting. So and of course that was Catherine's family. So yeah. you know that tracks. Shout out, shout out to that person. And then I reposted it on my page. And Cody got five hearts, which was in yeah. agreement that they're delicious to his side. They know what's they, up. They know what's up two people who said they were neither good nor bad and then one of the people who said they were delicious tried to argue me down tell me no oatmeal raisin <laughs> slander and i told her she could get on with her bullshit uh <laughs> <laughs> oh, they, man. oh i think i i thought i had i thought i had a couple as well when i shared it uh, you know all the times that I share things. Yeah, you're you're a daily sharer on Facebook. I feel like I barely put anything out. Yes, but well, you're a reposter. Yo, yes, you repost the the long yes. blurbs. Uh, I did not get anything on mine personally. Okay. Yeah, sometimes usually when I put stuff out, I usually get a little bit of interaction. Um, especially when I was in my, I'm an educate everybody era. I was getting a lot of, a lot of traction, but I've, since I've left that era, I don't post as much on Facebook anymore. Uh, but yeah, yeah, go, you still have time to go interact with stuff. If you're on Spotify, go look at the actual, um, how do I say it? Go look at the actual podcast and then look at the episode there should be a portion where you're able to interact um let me see if i can pull it up on my uh on my phone when i when i go on to um the spotify page Mm -hmm. i actually cannot find where it would allow me to do that stuff. Hmm. 
I have episodes and more like this. If I go down, if I go to like the um, there was one time it actually it sent me a notification saying that like, hey, this is um, what what's happening, but I can't mm-hmm. find anywhere to actually have that. Well, I can't even check it on mine because uh, Spotify won't work. It just keeps crashing over and over again. Let me check on the computer. I'm not logged into it on my computer. I don't use Spotify. I'll try again on my computer. Yeah, I do not have... Let's see, Marcus Place, the episode description. Yeah, really. I'm in the, I think I'm in the minority on this one with, uh, not liking them. What, Spotify? Oh, with Spotify? Yeah, I don't use, uh, yeah, yeah. Spotify at all, but that's all I hear people talk about. Um, we got a four star rating on Spotify. On Spotify, yeah, that's pretty cool. There it is. Uh, let's see. Episode description. Show more. Oh, you might have to actually go to Spotify for podcasters to see it. Hmm. That if that's uh-huh. the case, that's dumb. Yeah, I don't know why that would be something separate from just Spotify. I see all of that. Yep, I see all the stuff. I see support this podcast. But I don't see the interact stuff. Well, that's really weird. Only reason I was putting it because I thought it would be, you know, simple. Do they have a whole separate app for podcasts? That's what I'm looking up. Come on now. Don't make this weird. I see a Spotify for for podcasters. I mean, it's a it's a whole different thing on like Google, Mm -hmm. and then you can log in with Spotify, which I'm currently trying to do. If I could remember my password. So yeah, I guess the interact stuff would be on the Spotify for podcasters app specifically. Excuse me, not just on Spotify, which is absurd. I don't like when companies do this. Yeah, why can't everything be? It's in the name. Spotify is in the name. Yeah. Just make it cohesive. No, I don't want to make a new 
my account. That's my Spotify account. Oh, this is like specifically to like make one. Yeah, that's so. Hmm. We got four I, four star even, ratings. That's interesting. It doesn't even let me like search for other podcasts. Hmm. On Spotify for podcasters. That's weird because it says in the description, where is it? An interactive podcast and radio show platform starring content created by community members like you. So you it will let me to. it will let me like post. But it also says quickly catch up on what matters to you. News, sports and more with anchors by size daily stories. So it should you it should be like a content place to consume content as well. Let me see if I can log in. Log in with Spotify. Yep. Logged in. Okay. Yeah, no, it just automatically goes to like the dashboard for me hmm. to make an episode. That's really interesting. Well, uh, that well, someone's interacted with it before. I've got an answer before on one of our posts. That was all right. So that was me. Uh, oh, okay, <laughs> that was me. But that was when it it told me I went on the Spotify on my phone and it told me like, hey, there's a poll from a podcast that you follow, and it did not do that for this one. Huh. Or the last one. Interesting. So I don't know if. Let's see. Audio only. Oh, that's all songs. Because if that's the case, it kind of defeats the her whole purpose of putting it on there. Putting a poll on there. Yeah. Yeah. What's the whole point of that section in? Yeah, there's not even a setting either at the page or um, in general to like get notifications when when there's a poll or anything. It doesn't have anything about it. That's super odd. And yeah, I'm on a dashboard looking now and I don't see any other podcast either or a way to search for podcasts. Uh, Do better, Spotify. What the Do hell better. is this, Spotify? <laughs> <laughs> so that would be why no one's really answering it unless they like do like you and see the notification immediately. But that would also mean that someone, they would have to be following us probably on Spotify. And I don't yeah. know. If people are actually like following us, try to see that info when I went to just go look on Spotify and not logged in. So, oh boy, let's see features. So, just keep a lookout for um, look out 
for our social media post, if we do a poll, we'll just do it on social media instead because can't even figure out where that interact stuff is on the damn Spotify. Yeah. No, there's legitimately on Spotify for podcasters. There's legitimately no way to log to look up podcasts. Yeah. Looking at our stats here, they're very interesting. Um, and it looks like a good portion of our listeners are on Spotify. But our top three are interesting. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and I've never heard of this. Podimo? Podimo? I've never heard of that. P-O-D-I-M-O. At 19.5%. It's ex- uh, exclusive for podcasts and audiobooks. Like Google Podcasts, even if you're on here. That's so interesting. I wonder if we're actually on Google Podcast now, actually, because for a while we were not, and I was, I tried to figure it out because it said that we should be. Okay, we are. Okay, yeah, we are. There's a bunch of weird ones. Fountain, never heard of that. Podcast Addict, never heard of that. Cast Box, never heard of that. And then some people are just listening to it on their web browser. All right, hell yeah. Guess the percentage of gender like dispersion between female, male, non-binary, and not specified. Uh, I feel like there's going to be more women than men Mm -hmm. but more than that i think there's going to be more not specified than any Mm. okay 100 percent female (laughs) all right (laughs) at least according to according to podcasters for spotify it just says 100 percent female and i'm not saying I'm not changing women to female is the title. The category is titled female. 100%. Tips fedora. Milady. Yeah. <laughs> and this is interesting too. 50% of our audience is 60 plus. Okay. That's interesting. Okay. Yeah. 12.5% <laughs> between 18 and 22. 37. Young people don't want to hear this bullshit. You said what now? Young people don't want to hear this bullshit. I guess not. And then, like, nah, we don't want to learn. We don't want to grow. Between 28 and 34, which I thought would be our target, in between like 23 and 34, I thought would be like our target audience is 37.5%. But 50% 60 plus is, is solid. <laughs> Let's see. If my mom keeps up, that's one. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to figure out who else would be in. I don't. I real. I don't really know. But that's very interesting. Um, you did say some of uh, Catherine, like her aunts or something. Her aunt. Her yeah. aunt was listening to it. So, and we get like 
I think right now it says our audience size is like five. So that's one, two right there. Shouts out to the five. Thanks. Appreciate y'all. Um, Pretty sure Catherine tries to keep up with it. She did say that. She did comment that at least once. Well, it says our audience size is about 11, which is not bad. And it says we have 30 Spotify followers. Okay. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, appreciate you guys still listening. As always, you can find all of our socials at link tr.ee backslash laughing at the cry. That's our whole, you know, link tree. So you can find all of our socials so you don't have to go find each one of them individually. Um, make sure you follow us on those so you can f- participate in these polls. I know some people don't listen all the way through to the end of podcasts when you t- can tell that it's wrapping down because uh, it all sounds, you know, the same so throwing it in the beginning and i will say it again at the end that's link tr.ee backslash laughter to cry um but yeah bunch of weirdos no mm-mm. no my bunch people of weirdos represent meal raising cookies nope. um yeah, we got a hater yep yeah the big one <laughs> That I will die on that hill. I'm okay dying on that hill. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll die on this hill. We are we are on two hills that are like honestly not even really close to each other, but no. we're just both yelling like, "Hey!" It, it's like that old uh, I think that was a vine where the guy name? was like, "Yeah, what's your name?" Ezekiel. Fuck you, Ezekiel. What's your name? No, fuck you. Yeah, it's just that. It's literally what's happening right now because we can come probably, there's probably a common hill in the cookies that we both can like meet up on. Gingerbread. I don't Uh, like it. You don't like gingerbread? No. I'm, I'm impartial to gingerbread. Like, I don't really, I'm not seeking out gingerbread. If a gingerbread is in front of me, I probably wouldn't go for it. But if someone was like, I made a gingerbread, would you like one? I would eat it. Ah. Because I'm we're, nice. we're You know, we're coming down the hill. We're not there yet, <laughs> but we're coming down. We're getting um, there. Can we, is there one we can agree on is delicious? Probably a lot of them. I mean, like, maybe. Are you saying like out of all the cookies, you would still choose oatmeal raisin? Depends on the context. Like I'm, I'm not gonna go, I'm not gonna go a hundred percent for them because if there's, a, if there's a platter, yeah, of let's say white chocolate chip macadamia, regular okay. chocolate chip, okay. oatmeal raisin, mm-hmm. chocolate how are you say chocolate chip? Snickerdoodle. Let's do just a plain sugar cookie. And since we're in Ohio, like a buckeye. Okay. Uh am I the only one around? I'm Are the you only the... one around. Like <laughs> like no one's gonna just... be there to judge you. <laughs> no, no, no. Not not <laughs> Not to not be there to judge me, because I don't give a fuck about that. I've said, you know, that, um, but like, are other people also grabbing from the platter? Or am I like 
just the first one to walk in. And you're it's the first a full, one. You see one. a full tray of cookies, and you're the first one. No hands. You're about to crack the plastic. That once you crack uh, that noisy ass plastic, everyone will run. Okay. They know there's cookies, but you're the yeah. first one in the in the break room. Okay. Uh, at that point, I'd probably just go for like a chocolate chip. Okay. I'll go for a chocolate chip. But then once I saw everyone else going for everything else, because I know most people, especially at work, are not going to go for the oatmeal raisin cookies. I'll go for them because I'm like, all right, cool. They'll, they can have whatever the fuck they want. And I'll just have these. These are mine. So <laughs> there's something there that's just so interesting <laughs> because I... It's not, because I know for me in that same situation, <laughs> I'm 100% getting snickerdoodles and don't give a fuck. If somebody came in and it was all those cookies still there and I saw people going for snickerdoodles, I will elbow people, like drop the people's elbow on people to get snickerdoodles. But you're like, so I know that people are going to leave the oatmeal raisins. And so I'm going to eat the oatmeal raisins because they're the less popular choice. Not like, yeah, more these are my, they're not my favorite cookie, but I will eat them because I know they will be left over. I will destroy them. But for me, I will destroy people to get to Snickerdoodles. (laughs) It will, it's so it depends on the subject because like, for a cookie, like I, I really don't feel too strongly one way or another per cookie. Like, okay, there are ones that I like more than others, but there's not necessarily one that I'm like, oh, I gotta have that. There's that's, one that's just it's a cookie. And then for me, that's why it makes it a weird heel to dial because it's not like you're saying this is one of the things that brings me so much joy in life that I need to dial this heel. For me, a snickerdoodle is that. Like, if you get no, someone brings I'm... me a bag of snickerdoodles, <laughs> I'm like, I will have your children. But you're like... <laughs> the hill that I'm dying on is that. Oatmeal raisin cookies aren't as bad as everyone makes them out to be. The hill I was thinking you were dying on is that they're like the pin, they're the ultimate no. cookie. Mm-hmm. No. See, that's fine. Like, no, I'm it's just that they're not as bad as everyone claims that they are. They're not gross. People are just being very particular. Or people don't like them for a stupid fucking reason because they don't pay attention to what they put in their mouths. That's it. That's fine. You can die. That's not even a hill worth dying on. I don't think. In my opinion, I think they're gross because I don't like raisins. Right. And so like. Yeah, I was more upset where you're like, I'm choosing like this is like the ultimate cookie It's better than snickerdoodle It's better than chocolate chip. This is the best cookie there is. And I'm like. Oatmeal raisins are more consistent than chocolate chips. Cookie wise. Yes. Yes. They're always going to be the same like chewiness or consistency. You can over bake them, but like they're not. It's still oatmeal, so it's not like going to become super crunchy and hard. Right. Whereas a chocolate chip cookie, you know, you have. Okay. Texture wise. Yes. Yeah. I was thinking more yeah. like um, 
oatmeal, I'm not not oatmeal, uh raisin consistency. Whereas like oh, some no, cookies it's... that get way too many raisins, some cookies that barely have a raisin in them. Like because chocolate chips do the same. Chocolate chip cookies yeah. are about the same with that. No. But if you're talking about texture wise, yes, because oatmeal is oatmeal. It's hard to if you fuck up oatmeal, you're you bad. really gotta try. Yeah. You're real bad. Yeah. Um so yeah, I can concede that point. Um and that's similar with like snickerdoodles too because they're still like the base is still like sugar cookies so like yeah there's somebody from my studio that i used to work with she made snickerdoodles and i don't know how but her snickerdoodles were soft five days after she baked them mm. and i was like i that's wizard unheard of yeah i don't know how you did that but there have been snickerdoodles i've gotten and they're like bricks after 30 minutes and yeah. so that I can see. Like, if you're like, if I want something, if I'm getting this tree and I know it's going to be fairly consistent, especially in texture. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you, and you have to try really hard to mess up oatmeal. Yeah. And it's like, do you want a cookie that's better fresh or one that's consistently good throughout its like shelf life? Cause the longer that, oh, that chocolate chip cookies sit, the harder they get, they're a lot better when they're super fresh, warm, like things are still like melting and you have that like not completely hard and f- like fully cooked yet. Yeah. But oatmeal I... raisins, like they're just until they become stale, they are fine. Yeah, for the most part though, if I want like a warm cookie, then I'll just Pop in the microwave for like five yeah. seconds. <laughs> yeah. Um. No, I can, I can concede that point. I still think they're fucking disgusting. That's but fine. the main thing is the raisin. You take a raisin out of the oatmeal raisin cookie. I will eat a oatmeal cookie yeah. all day. Um. But seeing that sunmate lady makes me vomit like immediately. <laughs> Um, that little red box just gives raisinets at freaking movie So theaters. then do you also not like um, like dried cranberries? No, I don't do any of that. Okay. No like dried wrinkly fruits? Nope. No prunes, okay. no dried okay. apricots, none of that. Like okay. <laughs> it is consistent across the board. Yeah, that's my fine. palate yeah. is like mm. something's and wrong I'm, about that. Yeah. yeah. And then there are people who are like, who are inconsistent in that. And they're like, well, I actually, no, my pal is very much, nah, get that out of here. Um, Catherine does that. It's, it, she like, she just actually just recently did it with scrambled eggs. Um, like she can eat scrambled eggs up to a point. And then for whatever reason, something goes wrong and she, like suddenly doesn't like the texture mm. of a scrambled egg and then she can no longer eat scrambled eggs for at least a few months mm. and then we'll go back into it like she was uh because i i eat scrambled eggs every morning and i have for a while now mm-hmm. um because that routine right uh the and <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> i like control and that's controlled um and so, yeah, she like she was making, uh, she was making scrambled eggs, and mm-hmm. she like didn't 
cook them thoroughly enough for her. Okay. And so one of them ended up being like slightly too watery and mm-hmm. mushy. Mm-hmm. And that killed it for her. Yep. And now she's moving on to yogurt and granola and fruit. But she can't have like just a cup of yogurt. Nope. From like nope. F- with like fruit on the bottom. Nope. Because that's a different consistency. It and is. That's gross. It is. And <laughs> and I just think that all yogurt has the same consistency. So whether it's fruit on the bottom or fruit you put in yourself, it doesn't matter. But it it, does. then it's just but then it's just the fruit taste. Well, the fruit at the bottom of the yogurt is going to be a little bit more gelatinous because you're trying to do uh, yeah, preserve shelf it. life, right? Yeah. But if you put fresh fruit in it, it's not it's not going to have that same gelatinous feel yeah. to it. And so it's, it's, it is going to be different because you're going to have fresh, more crunchy fruit inside the, inside the yogurt versus yeah. the gelatinous stuff mixing in with the already right, with the slimy yogurt. texture of the yogurt. Now, I don't like yogurt. It's another okay. thing I don't like. You're, so all of that is already off the already was off, off, the, off table the table for me. Yeah. But I can also understand the gelatinous versus the fresh fruit argument because I don't like. <sighs> yeah, my palate is just very like very particular. Yeah. Um, so like I like my eggs scrambled hard. If mm-hmm. they're a little, if they're runny at all, get them away from me. Like the. When I was growing up, I told my mom I wasn't sure I was going to be able to make scrambled eggs because just looking at them pre-scramble mm. hard, I was like yeah. vomit-inducing. Like, I was sick. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Even the sight of them was like, uh, right, Just that's... in the pan. I was like, yeah. like, the process of them becoming hard scrambled was just a lot for me. I got over that. I'm over it now. I still have flashbacks to being a young kid and seeing it. And I'm like, you're grown. You got it. But- <laughs> he wakes up in the middle of the night. <laughs> runny eggs. <laughs> runny. Um, that's one of the reasons um, my sister's uh, dad was not allowed to cook because he always made, he always did super runny scrambled eggs. Yeah. And everybody in the house hated it besides him he's like this is fine and we were all like you're the worst there is a point where it is way too runny oh oh like it was a like... little like give me a little bit of jiggle cool whatever fine but like if i can drag like a fork through it and it follows the fork afterwards after it yeah. leaves the egg no yeah, no that's too much no and that's where he was at and we were like yeah, you gotta go. Are you trying to give us salmonella? We're not. That is less than a soft boiled egg. We are not eating this. Yeah, we're not. Um, I don't do egg like eggs Benedict or any of that. I need yeah. my egg fried hard. I'm not doing any runny yolks. I'm not doing it. I can do. I can do over medium, which is like both sides, um, are fried mm-hmm. and like cooked, so you don't see the yolk until you cut it open. And then it's like runny yolk, Mm-mm. but I can't do just a regular over easy where just one side is yeah is fried. I can't do that. I can't do either. Like I need that yolk to be cooked like all the way through. It needs to be solid when I cut into it. If I see anything ooze the hell out of it, I'm done. Mm-hmm. It's over with. I 
No. People are just like, Jeremy, you're going to get money someday and eat somewhere fancy. And I'll be like, maybe not. <laughs> you know what? I... I will eat somewhere fancy, but I won't have a runny egg at that I, fancy it, restaurant. So Never. Never. It won't be a thing. Yeah. Um, like, I don't, well, I stopped eating Jello just because I found out it had, you know, good old pig cartilage in it. And so, yeah. you know, trying to keep pork out of my diet as much as possible, but I still love Harry Boo Gummy Bear. So, you know, that's kind of a conflict of interest. But, yeah. like, like, people think it's weird that I like grits because they think grits are similar texture to some of the weird stuff. Yeah. But it's but it's not really like the way I like my grits. I like my grits thick. And so they're a little bit more gritty. And so that's similar. Yeah. yeah that way is more similar to oatmeal, which you, yeah. you love, or I wouldn't say love, but you don't, you don't hate just an oatmeal cookie. You'll eat just right. an oatmeal cookie. Right. And so, yeah, no, it's been consistent throughout my life, this the texture things. And I, you know, as my palate grows, I go back and I try things. And uh, it just, if I see it in my instant reflex, no. Yeah. Mm-mm. I mean, <laughs> I can't say that it's that it's never about texture for me, because there's definitely some things where it's like, I just don't like the texture of it. Like, I cannot eat just a tomato because of the texture of the inside of a tomato. Yeah. But I can eat a cucumber and like where the seeds are, are like the same texture. Yeah. I don't and that's fine. Um, I mean, yeah. look, that's going to be a whole nother thing. Like I the Twix eat, that I, I like yeah. dissected as a kid. And yeah. so that's, yeah, um, I, don't, I don't eat cucumbers either though. So like, but like if a tomato is on something mm-hmm. like on a, on a burger, a slight, a small slice of tomato, I will eat it because I have everything else to not worry about the tomato. Yeah. Um, same thing with like just regular cherry tomatoes. I won't just grab a handful Ugh. and start eating cherry tomatoes. If they're in a salad, again, I'll eat them because it's with everything else and I don't yeah. really care. Um, but I don't think snack wise there's anything that I won't eat because of a texture. Yeah. See, I like my main example is like Kiss loved Gushers. Yeah. No. And then all the stuff that came out after with like juice in the middle of it, like candies mm-hmm. with like juice. No. Yeah. No. Please get because it's a it's a cherry tomato. No. I don't want it. If I I've been into a cherry tomato and it did that whole like squirt to the back of my throat thing, I said, "Oh, never that's enough again. of that. <laughs> never, never doing this again." I don't <laughs> just. Oh was a, man, was that a Reddit story? It might have been a Reddit story. Super gross, super gross. I don't know if we want to get into this. Okay, we we could we could maybe revisit it another time. But yeah, yeah there's. There's a few things where I'm just like, there's texture and then there's smell. So like, yeah, I'm sure the texture of a banana is fine, but the smell of banana makes me throw up. Like I, and this predate, this is like way back. I had a banana in like pre-K. Yeah. It immediately threw up. 
Mm-hmm. And now and it's just associated. Every time I smell a banana, yeah. I'm a, same with cucumbers. That's why I don't like cucumbers. The first time I ate a cucumber, immediately vomited. No, had no hesitation about the cucumber and didn't know anything mm-hmm. about it. Gave me a slice of cucumber, immediate body, immediately rejected it. Damn. So I'm like, no. Uh, and I'm one of those people I learned from the first get go. I'm not yeah. a try it again. You might like it. No, my yeah. body said no. <laughs> Your body has such a visceral reaction to both of those things. Like, no, it's not no, happening again. It's done. It's done. But I love yeah. a pickle. I love a pickle. Can't do a cucumber. No, what? Because there's multiple kinds of, of pickles or like how they're sliced. Yeah. Like, do you want, do you like the pickle spears or the, the pickle chips pickles, or the pickles, mini like full pickle pickles? Spears are fine if they're really cold because they have a snap. Okay. See, on it's, it's spears, a, no. Pickle, so it's a mushy thing. Yeah. Pickles on like a burger, I can do if it's on the bottom bun, not the top. Okay. Because my teeth are going to hit the meat first instead of on the bottom. So, like, for me. I don't know about that one. Because I'm the way that I'm going to get more of the pickle is not from the bottom. Yeah. And so yeah. it, it kind of gets mushed up there. But from the top down, I don't like it. Okay. Um, the many, like, many elastic pickles from back mm-hmm. in the day. Yeah, I would pop those. Those were fine because they were crunchy. Yeah, but like yeah, I, I don't do like if you get a sub and they put a pickle spear in there and it's all warm from the like warm mm. sub. No, I'm no not go. a fan of pickle spears. Not it's a no go. It's a no go for sure. Yeah, um, and we should be calling them pickle cu- cucumbers because there's a bunch of different type of pickles, but. Yeah, because pickling is just the process right. of it. Yeah, because they have pickled carrots, pickled radish, pickled pig's feet. But we just call the cucumbers that got pickles. pickled pickles. So then you... Well, I don't know. Would you be a fan of okra, like pickled okra? I've never had pickled okra. I've had fried okra. Okay. And were fried you a fan okra. of that? Fried, me and my mom used to eat fried okra all the time. Okay. Because pickled okra isn't like... All of it is crunchy. Mm-hmm. It's all crunchy, but because of... The nature the, of okra, which is slimy. Yeah, the nature of okra, <laughs> it can get slimy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, it was borderline for the fried okra. Like, it was yeah. just enough breading on it to, like... Get Keep some of that slime yeah. in it yeah. and still be cr- uh, yeah. get crispy, but like, yeah. If someone was like, "Would you like some raw okra?" Okra, I'd be like, "Do you want to die?" <laughs> okay, it's like eating the inside of aloe vera. I'm not doing that shit. Like, <laughs> the more we talk about these foods, the more I'm like, man, I really dissected everything I had. You were really you were in there just surging like with your teeth, huh? For with okra, or just food? Because you were talking about the damn Twix too. <laughs> you probably broke apart Kit Kats, ate it chocolate and wafer layers. 
Uh, no. But that one was not... too hard to do. Okay. It's not that too I didn't meters. try. It's that it was too hard to do. <laughs> and at that point, it got too messy. So I was just like, no, fuck it. I'll just... <laughs> but I would do... Like, break them off in one stick at a time. Isn't that what you're supposed to do? Some people are fucking monsters and just take like a bite whole... out of... Yeah, the whole uh, thing. Those Same people... thing with, like, Hershey bars. Yeah, those Like, people... I would do... I would do section by section. Yeah, people need to; those people need to be hugging themselves in the padded room. <laughs> they they should not, they should be at Arkham Asylum. They do not belong amongst the regular people because if you bite across a five thing of fucking Kit Kats, you you're not safe. Like there's something wrong. Yeah, they or have like the... the they have the preparations in them for a purpose. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but people still do it. Or people will do even more atrocious things. And like, instead of biting across the three, they'll turn it lengthwise and bite into the middle of the entire thing. No. That's akin to Jeffrey Taylor sniffing the Kool-Aid and this bit now pure red for me. That's just I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure the people that like legitimately eat it like that are doing it to get a rise. Yeah, because why wouldn't they? Because it was a whole thing going around where people were like biting in the middle of like the Hubba Bubba tape. Yeah, it was like, what? Yeah, <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> yes, yes. What are you doing? Jail immediately. Immediately, do not pass go. Do not collect two hundred dollars. Go away. Yeah, no, they're. I can understand doing that a little bit as a kid, like the dissection of a Twix bar, because one, we're always told not to play with our food, so we're going to. Yeah. Um, but two, it kind of gives you the feeling of like holding on to it longer. Yeah. Like if I dissect this and I eat it layer by layer, I have my candy for longer. Yeah. Which as a kid makes sense, but as an adult, it's fucking insane because it's like, but they made it in these layers like this, so you can enjoy it as a whole thing. Yeah, together, like you get a you get a taste of everything every time. Yeah, yeah. So you deconstructing a Twix bar defeats the whole purpose of a Twix bar. But as a kid, I also just like, love caramel. Yeah, as a kid, you're like, this is gonna make my candy last longer. So layer yeah. by layer. <laughs> I, I I also just love caramel, like caramel above anything else, and I'll okay. I'm cool with it. See, that's a good heel to die on. So I will take, like, because it's a Twix, I will take the best part of that, which is the caramel and the chocolate, mm -hmm. and then it, the rest is just a wafer. Yeah, that's fair. I can I can be on that hill with you. There are not many things that you can put caramel on and it makes it bad. Like, caramel's pretty good. I do not like caramel corn, however. Caramel corn, caramel corn, caramel corn. Caramel popcorn. Oh, Cody. I don't like it. I, oh, I don't Cody. like it. It's We were so close. We were so close, <laughs> Cody. We were so close to being at the top of the hill. and then We were so close to being sprinting the other best way. buzz again. And then <laughs> it goes shit on Carmel Corn. <laughs> I'm not shitting on it. I don't like it. That's it. Like, I, uh... it's, I think because when I want caramel, I want, like... 
I want enough to where like it's just a portion of caramel. Do you know what? Like there's not enough caramel on the caramel corn for me Do to you like have the it. double good caramel corn. No, Catherine ate it before I got to it. Okay, I think that would change your opinion of caramel corn because every, how could I put this? Every kernel in the double good caramel corn were probably equivalent to, I would say, about half a Twix bar worth of caramel. Okay. So it gets to the point where you're like, out your teeth, that amount of caramel on each kernel. Okay. Like coverage. Like if you flicked one and it hit someone in the temple, it might bruise <laughs> like that much caramel on each kernel. Like that, but I can see what you mean because in like most, like if you get like a Christmas tent of like all the popcorn and there's caramel corn in it, you're like, uh, it's like yeah. not enough coverage or it's like an uneven amount of coverage. You get to the bottom. You're like, this is regular popcorn basically. Yeah. Um, but not not double good. The the caramel bag, if I remember right, was like one of the heaviest bags out of those bags. Like it had the only one heavier to it was the one that had the caramel and the cheddar on the same yeah. kernel. That was the only bag heavier than the caramel bag. I think another thing might be that when I go for popcorn and I have mm-hmm. popcorn on the mind, I never think of popcorn as being sweet. Interesting. That's fair. It's salty or buttery, mm-hmm. but not sweet. And so there was like for a bit there, I don't know if it's still a thing or if they change it or whatever, but for a bit there when you would buy like a box of microwavable popcorn at the store mm-hmm. for whatever reason, I think it's Orville Redenbacher mm-hmm. brand. Their popcorn is sweet. Just like the regular. Yeah. Popcorn. Just the regular popcorn is sweet. It's mm-hmm. like, it's sweeter than, um, what were some of the other brands? Act two. Yeah. Like sweeter than act two. Um, I feel like there's another one. Uh, but I, what is it? It's like a blue box. It's kind of like a fun font. Yeah. I can't remember what that one was. Um, up. Act two was the blue one. There's Orville Redenbacher. There's. Cousin Willis. I've never heard that shit. Pop secret. Pop Secret. Yep, that was the one I had in my head. That was that was another one. Pop Secret was fine, but for whatever reason, Orville Redenbacher's was like super sweet to me, hmm. and it was like a sickly sweet. Hmm. So then, like that, in addition to like that type of sweetness on top of the caramel sweetness yeah. on the popcorn, just didn't didn't do it for me. Okay, that's fair. I don't have that sentiment with popcorn. Um because I like kettle corn. So, like, if I get over Redenbacher, I either get the tender white, which my mom got me on, which is not sweet at all. That's mm-hmm. probably what you would want then. Because it's, like, to be honest, it's almost bland. Like, there's, like, almost okay. nothing on it. 
Um, they barely have any, even any salt on it. And so I like it because it pairs well with like uh, sour cream and onion chips. Okay. So like I'll do half of the popcorn, half of the chips, throw a little hot sauce on it, and it's a good flavor. Uh, or I'll get their kettle corn, which is sweet. Um, and then I like, I just like kettle corn. Um, I like caramel popcorn. And then AMC has an Oreo popcorn. And you probably won't like it because it was I don't know really about that sweet. one. It was really sweet. Um, but it was hot. And so, and it was like hotter than their regular popcorn. Okay. And so it was like, it was really odd. It was a really odd experience at first, but I really liked it. But also I really like Oreos and cookies and cream and that type of thing. And so um, I was pretty into that, but I don't have that sentiment. Like there are some things that I'm like, this is supposed to be sweet and this is supposed to be savory, but like popcorn yeah. for some reason, this is not one of those things for me. Like I like kettle corn. I like, only thing I really don't like is movie butter. Like, um, cause it's just too greasy for me. So like when we go to the yeah. movies, like Christina loves to go to the butter machine and she'll be there for like two minutes mm-hmm. getting butter. And I'm like, I'm ready to go. Cause they don't have the, they don't have the free shakers, the free cheddar shakers. So I can't yeah. just go into the movie with my bag. I don't need any movie butter on this. If they had a better way of distributing it, I would be a lot better with it. Yeah, but like it's always just at the top. No matter how much you shake it, the butter is just everything on the top. You can't shake it enough to get whatever you did put butter on at the bottom. Yeah, because there's not enough room in the bucket or bag or whatever because they fill the bag all the way up and then there's no room for things to shift around. There was this video of this dude going around on TikTok for a while where he was like, put a buck, put a scoop in, layer it up with butter put another scoop of popcorn in, layer it up with brother, and then he would put another scoop in and he'll do it at the top. And I was like, okay, you got even yeah. distribution there. Um, but when they make you do it yourself, yeah, there's no way. Because mm-hmm. just- Catherine does, Catherine will put like a straw into the popcorn uh... and then we'll get some down the straw Yeah, to kind of get it a little bit more in the bottom too. Yeah. But I th- still feel like there's not a good enough distribution of anything in the middle. Yeah. And yeah, I'm just I'm just good on it because then like if you oversaturate for me if you oversaturate it with the butter then it's not I don't get the crunch I want from the popcorn. Yeah, it's so, soggy. Yeah, I don't want that. Uh, that's one of those things too. Like that's I think that was one of the reasons like I shied away from condiments growing up because I didn't like overly like soggy sandwiches or anything. So like I. I couldn't do it. Like people slather mayo on every goddamn thing, or slather ketchup, no. or slather mustard, and I'm like, no, nope, nope, I don't want it. I've never had a problem with ketchup. Uh, usually with like potatoes or like fries or a burger or whatever, I'll put a bit of ketchup on it. Um, I have never been a real big fan of mustard. Um, again, at this point. It's like, or ranch, especially not ranch. But like, Uh, at this point, it's like, if it's on something already, I'm not going to ask to take it off. I'll eat it. There's other shit to to deal with that will cut it down. But I won't search it out ever. 
Yeah. Um, I will never ask for mustard. I will never ask for ranch. But if it's on something already, all right, there's enough shit, other stuff on there that it doesn't matter. Yeah, I'm not that gracious. I will send it back. Uh, <laughs> like uh, ketchup for sure. I do. I'm not a fan of ketchup. Never been a fan of ketchup. It's one of those things that hit my nose wrong from an early mm-hmm. age, and just like no, I don't want anything to do with that. Um, mustard. I ate so much mustard because I was so anti ketchup that I got sick of yellow mustard. You're now anti mustard. Like I like, I would say for about twelve years. I could not eat yellow mustard. Like I mm-hmm. ate that much yellow mustard as a kid. And yeah. I really don't eat it now. If I get mustard, it's like like a spicy brown or a Dijon. I don't get like regular yellow mustard. Um, yeah. And then school ruined ranch for us. My cousins ruined ranch for me. Um, Naomi that was on here and her mm-hmm. two older brothers would have ranch with a side of pizza. Yeah, it's and disgusting. I, I was like, ah, ah, no, yeah, I've OD'd on it. Uh, I don't want nothing to do with it. And I'm like, it's so good. And I'm like, I, no, not no. only is it not good, <laughs> but there's so much that then when you're done, that's all you fucking smell. Hey, yeah. that's all you smell. Period. But that's all you smell like for the next like five fucking hours. Yeah. No. No. No, I was good. I didn't even. I've. I maybe tried ranch a few, a handful of times. Maybe dipped a vegetable in it. I was like, I don't see the appeal. Y'all can yeah. keep it. Um. So that's the hill we have together, Cody. We have that the is. ranch hill. Um. And then we have might... our separate hills to to retreat back to. When yep. weird. <laughs> yeah. When we're done, when we're sick of each other. <laughs> um. Yeah. There's. I don't know. Like. I'm trying. I'm I'm expanding my palate. I am, but there's just these these roles I come up to. And I'm just like I, I don't see the appeal. Yeah, and this is one of those things. Like, if it logically doesn't make sense to me, I don't see why I need to try it. Yeah. Right? So like, it gets into like conversations where like, it seems like a left, but it still kind of tracks, like drugs. Okay. Um, I don't see the appeal. Yeah, at all. The same with alcohol. I don't see the appeal. Like for some people, they say, "Well, I need it to get the edge off." So, like when I'm at a party, I can be fun. Well, I'm a dance at a party, so I don't need that. So yeah. I'm fine. Some people are like, "Well, I need it to distress from the rest of my day." Sort of get it, but I can get that from somewhere else. Um, yeah. And not have the negative side effects of said whatever, right? And so, like, big thing, everyone is into weed, smoking in general. People are super into smoking. Is it vapes, weed, cigarettes, mm-hmm. whatever. People are super into it. And I was having this conversation with all of, I keep running into them. All the stoners seem to be attracted to me because apparently I have a calm energy and they think I'm one of them. No, this is I raw dog life. I am the one who takes nothing. Like <laughs> I am this calm, mostly on my own, but also to kind of suppress the rage. But anyway, um, and they get to hacking these smokers. They smoking their weed. They get to hacking, and I'm like, I see. I don't see how that's fun. 
I don't see the enjoyment of like coughing so hard that sh- like your blood vessels are about to popping your eyeballs. Yeah, that's it's- not fun. And they're like, well, you know, sometimes it just gets you. And I'm like, yes, I understand that. And I don't want to take that chance because I know for me, when I start coughing, it is bad. Like, I do not cough. It's never cute. It's never a cute cough for me. If I yeah. cough, I can start to taste blood. Like, that's how hard I cough. Okay. Like, my abdominals are that strong that, like, coughing for me is, like, almost a death sen- sentence. So, I'm like, I don't... I don't care how calm you are. If that's one of the side effects for me to have to get calm, I'm good. And also, like, it tracks why I don't like being around bonfires. One, I don't like the smell, but if if I catch some smoke, I'm going to start coughing, and it's going to be bad. Um, I really like the concept of a bonfire, but mm-hmm. I can only be around one at max 10 to 15 minutes. Then I got to get up, remove myself, and maybe I can come back, but it's going to be a while before I come back. Yeah. Um, And so it, it 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 tracks for me because then I get the whole like people who are like looking at me sideways, kind of like the ranch thing. You don't like ranch, and they do the same head tilt with like you don't yeah. smoke weed. And it's like if you think about all the things that align with my life that I don't like, they are very much in tune with each other. They are either texture yeah. or smell. I don't like the smell of weed. And then there's all these other side effects. The texture for that one is coughing. The texture of blood in the back of your throat is not great. Yeah. It's not it's not fun. It's not a good time. Um someone asked me the other day if I would try shrooms. And, I can tell you right now, no, you wouldn't. And I'm like, I feel like it's gonna be a weird texture thing. Yep. Um mm-hmm. And but like I like regular mushrooms. And now that might be a weird one for some people. They're like regular mushrooms. But I've seen shrooms and I'm like, those are not the texture of regular mushrooms. I wouldn't even say it would be a texture thing, depending on how you take them. I would say it's going to be a taste thing. OK, they're not good. Yeah, that's also what I've heard. They They do not taste good. And I've heard there's no way to really make them taste good without like cooking out whatever hallucinogenic properties are in them. So right, people try to like. So, there's only one time that I did try them. Uh, ended up not even being like I don't know if it wasn't a good batch of them or what, because nothing happened. Mm. Uh, so instead, I just ate shitty mushrooms. <laughs> and that's and, and then the, there's the thing like i take these uh there's a possibility i eat this nasty shit and nothing and, happens and i'm like I go about my day just having just ruined my palate for the evening okay yeah <laughs> yeah and so like if you're supposed to like just eat them and then you just get them down as quickly as you can because they taste like absolute shit Mm-hmm. Um, some people will like try to either grind them up or like blend them into like a water or mm-hmm. something so you can just drink it down real quick. Yeah. Some people will try to add like honey, so then that honey will cut through. 
Okay. Where that peanut butter taste will cut through. Okay. Or something. Uh, but it never really cuts through. So right. it's a really bad taste. Mm. So there's no way you would like it. Yeah. Yeah, and um, I'm fine. Because I know there's a, there's a trend now that people are like micro-dosing it. And I'm just like, here's my thing. And this has always been my thing for a long time. People, people do these things a lot of the time to escape certain things. Yeah. And I, if I were to try it, if I were to try anything, it wouldn't be to escape anything. It would be for the pure recreational side of it. Because my always being sober mind, always mm-hmm. reasoning it out to, you can't escape shit. You're delaying the inevitable. And so what people say, like, it helps with their anxiety. It helps with their depression. I understand that as a medicinal thing, I do. But there's always a part of me that's too, like, but while you're high, are you working on those things or are you just high? Yeah. And I imagine you're not working on those things because you are high. Right? Most likely. It's not in the space it needs to be to reason out those things. Yeah. Right. So this is, I feel like it's probably a, a hot take, especially coming from a black male in the black community. I think like if you're not using weed as a, in a meditative state, you're just doing drugs. Yeah. Like it's, it's basically, if you're saying you're using it as medicine, but you're the medicine is not helping you towards anything, it's just recreational then. Yeah. And so don't call it medicine. Just say you're smoking weed for recreation. Because for, for the moment, it is technically helping you with your thing, but it's not helping you through your problem. That's the same with like taking pills. For in my thought process of it, if you're taking the pills, but at the same time not working towards not having to take the pills, it's just make, keeping you in the same cycle of things. Like so, pills not with therapy, or pills not with um some type of goal to get out of your situation is mm-hmm. not going to help you in the long run. It's going to alter your brain chemistry, maybe, but not necessarily in a good way. And I would say you're correct in that, like in the long run, it's not going to help if you're yeah. not doing these, like, like, like you said, if you're not going to therapy or like trying to find, trying to work through something. Um, I know because at some point, for some people, what I've been noticing, because. I've been around a lot of people who are medicated because of their different things, depression, social anxiety, uh, BPD, all yeah. types of things. What I've noticed is that at some point it becomes what drugs are going to help me fix this thing instead of how 
are these drugs helping me fix this thing? Like, it's never, the questions start to be like, what can I lean on? Instead of like, how can these things help me progress? Yeah. And because the way the the drugs start to shift the shift how we think about what's happening is that it becomes oh I need these drugs to deal with my anxiety I need these drugs to deal with my depression and that's not what they were meant for like you don't Tylenol helps with body aches yeah but Tylenol is supposed to be a stopgate for that point in time, not for you to continue to take for that same body ache. In order for that body ache to stop, you have to change your diet, change exercise, stretch, all that stuff. If it's a chronic injury, then I understand like needing some assistance with that, but then also you got to do something in conjunction with that and not just take Tylenol because one Tylenol is terrible for you. It will ruin, ruin like your kidneys. Like it's terrible for you. Um, but I think, at, I think at that point though, it becomes like, it becomes whether or not they believe that the energy needed to fix permanently these these problems is worth it first the energy needed to take a single pill or do a drug to um uh to fix it temporarily and whether or not to keep doing that depends and it kind of depends on like what what the problem is like if you're if you have an anxiety problem a social anxiety problem and weed stops you from being anxious but you continuously go out all the time so then you have to continuously take weed to stop that social anxiety as opposed to just maybe when you do go out like once a month take a little bit to help but still go out regularly and try to not use it and see what goes on yeah like that's that's where mine i'll put it bluntly people start to use it as a crutch yeah instead of like hey i'm gonna just face it head on and I'm like I'm I'm trying to escape from this bad feeling so I'm going to do this thing I know it's going to help me escape from this bad feeling the problem with that is that then you never get over the bad feeling you never see that monster you never face that monster you never have a conversation with that monster you shush the monster you put it in the back of your mind and it continues to live yeah right and there are some monsters that no matter what how much willpower you have you will not kill I understand that like some monsters that exist that you're like that come to your face you're like i there's no there's nothing in my power that i can do about it those i understand but there are certain things that people can do for other less intense things 
like social anxiety is one of them. I have a lot of social anxiety, right? I do not like people. I prefer to be in a house. I am super introverted. Um, maybe a little bit too TMI, but if, when I'm in a new sexual partner, I can feel my heart about to leave my chest because I am so anxious about it, right? Yeah. And that's not even a group setting. That's a one-on-one thing, right? Yeah. Sometimes, you know, depending on you. Anyway, uh, <laughs> that's a that's a one on one situation. But, you know, there's societal pressures as a man of how you're supposed to perform. If, yeah. if she, my dick is big enough. Am I going to last long enough? If I come fast, is she going to be upset? All these different things cause anxiety. I feel my chest, my heart about to leave my chest. Right. I'm getting to a point where I'm almost over that now. And I feel like my issue with it before, it was that I was running away from it instead of like interacting with more people, not even in a sexual way, just interacting with more people at random and just being like, it's fine. I don't like people. I decided to start leaning into that uncomfortable feeling and like, all right, I'm going to do drive by compliments. I see a woman. I like her shoes in a store. I'm going to tell her I like her shoes. I'm going to keep on walking. Right. And then that progressed into like, maybe like, all right, I'm going to have a longer conversation with somebody. Or when I went to, was going out to the club, I would see people in the club and start a conversation and have an extended conversation with someone I don't know. Right. And so I'm actively running into uncomfortable ass situations to force myself to deal with that problem and I will walk away and I'm like wow I didn't die I felt like I was going to for a second there I felt like my heart was going to implode on itself but I made it out and so as I've gotten into more situations now coming into like these one-on-one interactions where it feels like it's high stakes and realizing it's not I'm going to be okay I'm getting to a point where I'm feeling better about myself. I'm feeling better about how I interact with people. I'm feeling better about how um, people see me. But if I continue to, my crutch was always very much just talking myself out of it. If I kept leaning on that crutch, I would never have gotten out of it. Yeah. And I feel like people do the same thing with like drugs. They go, well, I have this anxiety. I have this depression. Right now, the easiest thing for me to do is just to take these one or two pills and I'm satiated for however long that lasts. And then when it pops up again, I'll take it again. And it's like that it's not a way to deal with it. That is a way to shush it. Yeah. The work would be, all right, while I'm in this state of not feeling depressed because these pills seem to be working, how about I I have a little bit of clarity, I'll journal a little bit and see what are things in my life I feel like I could change incrementally that might help me along this path a little bit. Experiment is all I'm saying. Like, take the time to get outside of that bubble because what happens is that we end up staying in this bubble where all the things go bad and we think there's nothing outside the bubble 
we think everything that could possibly happen can happen is always happening inside this bubble. And then we forget there's so much more. There's so many more options. There's so many more opportunities. There's so many more variables. There are things that can go wrong outside the bubble, but there are good yeah. things that can happen outside the bubble too. And if you allow yourself to go see what those good things possibly are, those might be things that stick with you more than the negative things that you could run into. Um, yeah. I think, I think this, I think the biggest thing is that this is where you and I are super introspective. And so like, we will, we will take that step of like, Hey, why is this helping what exactly is wrong here where most other people are just going to be like something's wrong this helps that's it and it's it's not the right thing to do they do need to you know take that step and, and realize like hey in this situation something's always wrong i should get some help with this and you know, go to therapy and try to at least think about what is affecting them or why. Um, but I don't know. People, people just don't want to. And I think it, it sucks. It sucks being introspective to, to a point. And I also think like, I'm going to change. Cause I might've said it earlier. It's not a, It's not a, for me, a lot of times, it's not a matter of right or wrong. Like, if you smoke weed, if you pop mollies, if you do whatever, that's not a matter of right or wrong. You're doing it. It's a thing. They exist in a world. Yeah. You're allowed to do these things. So they're your body. It's your agency. For me, it's a matter of effective versus ineffective. Like, it is... And then it's not even just ineffective and effective. It's that on a time access. Yeah. So it's like, also that. I think it's also that versus just being honest with yourself while you're doing these things. That too. So like, some people, like you said before, like some people will say that they are taking these things to help with a situation. But if they're not really working on it you think it's just for recreation it's like it's also okay to do these things purely for recreation yeah but don't hide behind a legitimate yeah. problem that other people legitimately have that too and like or you could legitimately have that problem but if you're not if you're using it for recreational purposes and not meditate like medicative purposes that is it like is it really doing what you think it's doing yeah. Right. Like, so when I say like it's ineffective, ineffective on a time access, it's like it's effective for the smallest amount of time. But I know the joke for our like our age and Gen Z is like, well, I'm here for a good time, not a long time. But most people instinctively want to live and survive. Yeah. We watched given the choice. Yeah, given the choice. Like we watched a TikTok of the dude who jumped off the Golden Gate Bridge and he hit the water 
and he was like, I want to live. Like, yeah. This is a man who wrote the letter, mm-hmm. went to the bridge, jumped off the bridge, hit the water, it was under the water and was like, fuck, I want to live. Like, given the choice, most people do want to live. Even if they have suicidal ideation, even if, which means they think about it, but they don't have a plan. Yeah. Or people who are, like, truly suicidal and they have a plan, they just don't see any way out of their situation. And so they're like, this is seems like the best route. Like, they don't see any other option. They feel like this is the best route. Instinctively, there's still some part of somebody who is truly suicidal, who still wants to live. They just don't yeah. feel like there's any way that they can, right? Yeah. And so instinguish, instinctually, as humans, we want to live. And so if, but if you're only doing things that's giving you results effectively for short segments at a time, you think that adds up to a long time, but it doesn't. Right, like a bunch of shorts, and the idea of like getting better does not equal long term like results. It feels like it should be additive, but it's not because the cycle repeats. Yeah, like I feel bad. I take this drug. I feel good for this short amount of time. I feel bad again. I take this drug. I feel good for a short amount of time. I feel bad again. Like. That's not adding. That's not additive. Those are those are separate variables. Yeah. Every time it starts over. If it if it went more, I feel bad. I take this drug. In that short amount of time, I look at the 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 range of my life, and I figure out what are things that make me feel good, that make me feel even a modicum of a bit better. Um. A ways to maybe lower my dosage so I'm not taking as much that will start to add on because the next time you feel bad instead of relying solely on just taking the drug to feel good for a short amount of time you have some more tools in your back okay I feel bad right now but I know that going for a walk in the park makes me feel a little bit better mm. so maybe that's one less maybe that's half a pill less I have to take yeah I over a, over a span of time that stuff starts to add up and I'm I have a it does. case study in my house that lives with me <laughs> right now. Yes. And myself. Uh, I haven't taken any drugs, like any medic like any pills or anything like that. Um I feel so still like talking from an outside perspective, but I feel like that type of thing would only work with um prescribed drugs like pills. Um let whether that is uh pills to help with anxiety or bpd or um anger management or whatever or adhd whatever um with recreational drugs that can't the drugs don't allow you to do that yeah they just no, sim- no, no. They, they and they just simply don't allow you to have that cognizance to to look at it and be like, hey, what's the root of this? Because if you do get that far in after using recreational drugs, uh, then you're just going to have a bad time because you're just going to focus on that while you're tripping. And that's just a bad time the entire time. Yeah. And 
Yeah, no, you're yeah, that makes sense. Because whenever I think about like recreational drugs, like people doing Molly or any of that stuff, and they're using it, want to escape. Every yeah. time I hear those stories, it's always a bad trip. It's always a bad trip because you're they're using it to try to escape whatever situation they're in. Now the people who just use it because they're going to a rave and they're planning to have a good time, they usually have a good time, whatever. I don't, yeah. and like I said, I don't need that to have a good time. And right. so um, I don't see the appeal in that. And then again, I still don't see the appeal in the taking it to escape because you're not escaping it. You're delaying it. Or in the case, yeah. making your high worse because you're stuck in this bad mindset when you're taking it. Um, yeah. I think that's, that's why... Cause I don't do drugs like hardly ever. Um, occasionally I will, I will smoke weed given the right circumstances and the right people, mm-hmm. but I'm also cognizant enough to know that I need to be with the right people in the right setting. Yeah. I do not. If I, if there's a couple people there that I don't necessarily trust or I don't want to be that free around and maybe free is the wrong expression to use. That's fine. Um, I think it's fine. But like, I won't do it. Yeah. But if I am with the right people that I trust, that I know that like, we're just, we are literally all here to have a good time. I will have a good time without that stuff. Mm-hmm. And then that will, if I decide to smoke weed, it will just be to enhance the good time that I am having already. Yeah. Um. But that's just like my own cognizance in knowing what I do and don't like already in group mm-hmm. settings. Um, or it, it can also depend on like just how I'm feeling about the day. Like if I'm too tired from the day already and then we go to a party and it's offered, I'm not going to do it because I know that that is going to wind me down and I'm just going to want to go to sleep. Yeah. Um, I think, I think most of mine is coming from like, if once we get past like weed, it gets to this point of like, all right, well, you're either going to have a bad trip or you're going to have a good time. Yes. This is one of those two things. And then there's the people who get hooked on those like super strong ones. I think mine is mostly like pill and weed related because from the outside looking in my observation has been that most people depending on what strain you smoke of weed they are functioning enough to where they are still cognizant that there are problems in their life yes but they're not cognizant of them enough where it ruins their high if that makes sense. Like they get high enough where like they can still go grocery shopping. They can, they're not supposed to, but they can still drive a car. Um, They can get chores done. Right. And so to me, again, from an outside perspective, looking in, if you can function well enough whilst high to do these things, that means you have enough awareness to know that if you're smoking weed to escape depression, anxiety, blase, blase, 
that you have enough cognizance to also make yourself a plan so that now it's not that weed is something that you're using to deal with those things. It's just something that you enjoy to do. Yes. And so I, that's... I can never understand the people that do it on a daily basis and go through their lives. Like they... High. And... I can't understand the people who who do it on a daily basis to escape their reality. Like I understand the people who do it every day because there's this people say it's not addictive, but there's still a dependence on it because yeah. your body will go with through withdrawals if you don't have it after a while. It's the same with like cigarettes. It's not as strong as tobacco, but it's still there. It still becomes this level of like dependency. Maybe not addiction, but a dependence for sure. Yeah. And so people who do who smoke weed every day as a recreation, I don't agree with for the most part because I just don't like smoking. I think I think smoking is silly. Um mm-hmm. from that aspect of it, it's not so much just weed. I think any type of smoking, vaping, cigarettes, whatever anything that's going to possibly harm your lungs outside of already all the pollutants we have in our atmosphere that's ruining our lungs. (laughs) If you're being, if you're adding to that or your own accord, I think that's a little silly. Um, So it's not specifically a weed thing, but what is specifically a weed thing for me is when people are like, well, I need this. I need this to be a person basically. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't agree with that. If you are cognizant enough to roll a blunt and light it up and still during that time are cognizant enough to do that action again or do anything else, then you have enough wherewithal to figure out how to not need we to deal with your life's problems. Yeah. If you want to do it for fun, if you're like, okay, I've gotten to a point in my life where I'm good, I'm financially stable, my mental's good, I'm doing weed recreationally because I really enjoy that. Solid. I still don't want to hang around you while you're doing it, but I understand why. It's just something you like to do. It's akin to me watching anime at that point. Yeah. Just a hobby. All right? But... If someone's like, you can't watch any anime anymore, I'd be bummed, be pretty fucking sad. But I am not dependent on it for it to be the solver of problems in my life. It is a hobby. So that's that's where my brain gets weird about all the things. Um and like I said, I'm probably in a minority on that um, because or at least it feels like I am because everywhere I'm at school, work, public is everywhere. Um, and I feel like it's the same. No one's drawn. I don't There's probably people who are drawn as parallels, but it's, it's similar to um, the crack epidemic in the black community. In a sense that we're like, how 
did it get here in the sense of like if people are high they are less likely to revolt and fight back yeah but it's on a grander scale because it's not just black people that are high everyone's high and my thought for a long time has been if everyone's high who's dealing with the shit we need to deal with if we're all high trying to escape this reality, who's actually dealing with reality? And it's the old people who aren't. <laughs> it's the old people who are in offices. Mm, yeah, but... Even though some of them are crack fiends. Like with, Chris Christie. With weed, though, like, crack was man-made. Yes, it was that has been proven to have been peddled into black neighborhoods and inner city neighborhoods. Uh, that has been proven. Mm-hmm. Um, people who argue that that's not what happened just frankly do not care and just want to blame people of color. Yeah. Um, with weed, uh, there has been such a fight against it becoming legalized and like it's been I feel like if they wanted to stop us from revolting they would push it harder to get legalized see a part of me wants to agree with that but the human, the way humans work is that when something is not legal or not accepted, people want to do it more, right? Yeah. And so, i.e. prohibition, right? They ban yeah. all sales of alcohol. What do people do? Make speakeasies. And it was probably the highest volume of alcohol that came through the United States at any given time because you weren't supposed to do it. Yeah. Right. And so when it comes to like there are communities where everything is legal. All the drugs are legal. Right. And their levels of like deaths and people who are like ODing and the levels of people who are actually like hooked on things is proportionately smaller. Yeah. Right? So, like, you can go to Amsterdam and smoke weed, right? I feel like there's that that Oregon? I feel Where like everything's Oregon. legal? Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's Oregon. Um, All right, if I could... I could type. Uh. Uh, Oregon just yeah. criminalized all drugs in yeah. 2020. Yeah, so we, it's not enough data yet to necessarily extrapolate out how what impact that has but in the short amount of time from what i remember seeing like 
there has been a decrease in the number of people who are, you know, ODing. Um, there's probably more people willing to try things because they know they'll get help and they won't get penalized for it. But that means they'll maybe try it once and put it down because they're like, the allure of it is gone, right? Yeah. The allure of like, I got to try this thing because it's so, oh, it's so, it's so risque that it's illegal, right? Yeah. And so my thinking is that one of the pushes against decriminalizing marijuana it's not because people are just so holier than thou they want to keep that allure there like we we want to think these people are not we want to think their reasonings are so simple and so like mundane but the levels of evilness and just insidiousness inside of some people is that it's usually like three or four layers deeper than what we really think it is. And so this is conspiracy talk. I have no way to prove this, but I think a reason for the push for it to stay criminalized is so that people are more likely to do it. And so that they can keep the population in control as much as possible, because if they this is what happened in Michigan, right? And so they legalized it. But there are people who are still selling it on the streets. There are still people who are like, yeah, there's a bunch of people who smoke, but then there's a bunch of people who are like, ah, now that they got dispos everywhere, it's not as interesting. Yeah. He's just been gentrified, so I'm not really that interested in it anymore. Right? And so if that becomes a federal thing, it becomes a nationwide thing, then less people will be interested in it because oh, I can get it anywhere. It doesn't really not that matter. And so the people who are actually enthusiasts and um, are like recreational smokers, they'll be super into that because they can like, oh, I can get my weed across state lines. I can go anywhere and smoke. I can learn about the strands. I can do blah, 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 blah. But the people who are using it to escape reality one can't afford to dispose because they're expensive. I've been in them, yeah, not on my behalf, but I've been in them way more expensive than street level stuff. But then the street level stuff is not as good as the stuff in the dispose, right? Yeah, and so then you would get this weird two level thing where people are like, Well, I can't afford that and I don't want to smoke that, so I'll figure out something else. And so it becomes just like they're de-incentivized to deal with it. Like they don't want to because it's not it's not cool anymore. The man got his hand on it, and so it's less it's less popping now. It's less lit. Yeah. Um, again, conspiracy. I don't know this for sure. There are I have no no points to back this up, but. And like I said, I don't have an issue with people being high. It's just that so many people are high. It seems like the general populace is. And so if we get to this point of like stasis, and we're like in this point of like, it's, this sucks, but I can't do anything about it, which most of us are. But we also have no fight in us. It's easier to continue to do the same shit to us over and over again. 
yeah, but I feel like that happens without drugs to begin with. There there's are... already there's already so much shit that has gone on mm-hmm. that we're like, well, we can't do anything about that. We can't do anything about that. Like it, it's yeah. And I agree. There are a lot of forces working against us. I'm just thinking, like, if we maybe take one of them away and chip away at them at a time, we can coalesce as a group and figure out how to fix at least one fucking problem. <laughs> like, maybe. I don't know. I, that, maybe that's just optimistic of me, but I just feel like... I don't feel like weed is the root of all evil. Or anything like that. I just feel like if we have enough people conscious and ready to be doing things, working as a collective, which is what the government is really afraid of us doing, then we'll get some shit passed. We'll get some shit done. But I also feel like if we're all like fucking fried, that's not going to happen. It's not going to happen for a long time or even longer than what is not happening now. Right. And this is not so, for this is, this is not for people who like have a blunt once a month or at a party or something like that. This is for when I'm saying like you have like you're at a point where you're like I need weed every day or I can't be a person. Yeah. And I feel like that's that rate of that is going up. It feels like there's an uptick of that. I mean, probably. There probably is an uptick of it. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know if... I don't know if that would be because it's become such a, a science that it can be better broken down into things that will help specific things or because now I mean now you got strands that will focus back pain that Mm -hmm. will focus like being right in the head that will focus like just soothing your entire body and this that and the other like there's I feel like there's so much that goes on uh, in the world or with individual people and individual bodies that it's going to be so incredibly easy to find a reason to keep doing these things to help or to, to find a reason that they claim that these that this the continual use of these things will help. Yeah, and I think my my gripe is not with, like, that type of stuff, you know? Like, with the what you're saying, like, the specific stuff like that, because it's going to be a different, again, speaking from an outside perspective, my understanding of that from being around people who do it, there's a difference between, like, a full body high and a head high, Yeah. Right? And so if we're getting to a point where it's so specialized, where like I smoke this and it is just affecting my pain, the neural receptors that are affecting the pain in my lower back, 
that doesn't mean that it's affecting all of my neuroreceptors. That right. means it's attaching specifically to that one. So that means I'm just functioning regularly without back pain. Yeah. That's awesome. I would never tell anyone to stop doing that. Right. Like, yes, stretch. Yes, work out. But that is not clouding judgment. That's not making you lethargic. It's not making you in this sense of like, like, I don't want to do anything. Yeah. Right? Because it is actually going to make you a more productive human if your back's not hurting. You're going to sleep better. You're going to be able to get up. You're going to be able, to, if you wanted to go protest, you could because now your back's not hurting. You don't have that excuse. Mm -hmm. Right. But if it, that one, that's going to be like medical dispo level type of shit. Right. That's not going to be your street level weed. Right. That's not going to be what cousin Jimbo is growing in the backyard, more than likely, unless cousin Jimbo is that scientist. Like, yeah. Is he, if he's that herbologist, good on him, but it's unlikely. Right. And so, What he's going to give you is going to put you on your couch. Just sinking in. For six to eight hours. Yeah. And you're not, you're, you've got nothing done. And it's like, if you're doing that day after day after day, that six to eight hours adds up and you're not getting, you're progressing yourself out of your situation. That's that's where my brain starts to get fuzzy because I'm like, well, is it helping? Yeah. Is 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 sitting on your couch for six to eight helping in any way? I I maybe in a sense, but not not in a grand scheme of your life. So yeah, I, I mean, it gets it's, and it's into, a weird conversation to get to because it gets yeah it gets philosophical. It gets to it does, and it, then it also but it also gets like beyond the scope of knowledge because I I don't have enough knowledge to know you know what neuroreceptors is attaching to and how that's affecting the brain or the chemistry is changing in your blood or whatever. I don't. I'm not right. that deep into it. It's just from an outside perspective of someone who's never done any of the things, it starts to get like we're all inundated with so much. And like not to say I'm without things that I'm not that I could be doing rather like TikTok, there's no reason I should spend as much time as I fucking do on TikTok. Mm. It is an escape, right? Is an escape from the I, I well, it's also very educational at this point. TikTok at university, this point. <laughs> but like I could be, you know, writing a congressman or something instead of being on TikTok, um, organizing a protest. I could be in the streets, you know, doing grassroots stuff like that instead of watching TikTok. I do understand that, and so that's why I'm saying like I don't have a problem with people doing those things recreationally because that makes sense. Yeah. We all have things that we do recreationally. 
my thing is always just like, okay, I know I can put TikTok down. I can delete TikTok off my phone and be fine and then go do some things that's going to help better progress my life. And I don't need TikTok in my life. But when it gets to a point where people are like, I need to smoke to get out of bed in the morning. I need to smoke to eat lunch. I need to smoke to get through my work day. And I need to smoke to eat dinner. And then I need to smoke to go to bed. That's scary. Yeah. And that just meet literally your entire day you're high. And what does that mean? What, how is that affecting judgment? How is that affecting, uh, affecting clarity? How is that affecting the progression of being your best self? And everyone has their different definition of what being their best self is, but I guess if your definition of being your best self is being high all the time, I you're succeeding at that, but I don't feel like that's most people's definition of what their best self is. Yeah. I can see that. And some people, their best self is just functioning, which I, you sort of are. If you're, if you have, if you're smoking to do all those things, you are functioning enough to do those things. But wouldn't it be easier to not have to do that every time just to do something as simple as like eating it's sometimes yes sometimes no is my thought like it i get the enjoyment of like i smoke and then things taste better okay i hear that argument at but that point do- it would depend it would depend on the un- underlying issue at yes. that point if yes if, if you have some- it is easier or not if you have some gastrointestinal thing where like we when you smoke weed, it helps your, you know, everything relax so that you can accept food. Yes. But if it's because you're depressed and you're depressed because of the situation that you're in, and your situation is that, you know, you're poor and destitute and you're not sure where your next meal is coming from and so you go to smoke weed and it's like yes there are social economic forces against you depending on where you are but also maybe find another thing to give you a little bit of joy so that you can eat something else that gives you a dopamine rush something that gives you an adrenaline rush something that gives you oxytocin go get a hug I don't know. I don't know. This is just me spouting shit that I think. And I'm not saying that I'm right. I don't believe that I'm right. I know I'm saying it with my full chest. This is my disclaimer. Maybe I should have said this before. I don't think that I'm right. I don't know that I'm right. These are just the thoughts that pop into my head when I hear certain conversations or see certain things. Yeah. These are not the thoughts of someone who's done a dissertation on this hours of research in the sense of like reading journals or watching documentaries. This is just the thoughts of someone who sits and observes and then wonders. And I am, 
I am open to hear hearing thoughts and opposition to what I'm saying. I've changed my mind on a lot of things because if this was Jeremy in high school, there would be no, there would be, there was, this was a totally different conversation. You were a heathen who's sinning and you're going to hell is what Jeremy in high school probably would have said to you. Right. And so I have progressed <laughs> a considerable amount of way and I am opening to listening to discourse on this. And I know there are varying things. I know there are varying variables. And I know there are specific things that people need medication for. I am understanding and sympathetic of that, right? As someone who has not been on any medication, who does not do any recreational drugs, who doesn't even drink, I know this is completely from an outsider perspective. Yes, I am not in a club. I could be. I am choosing not to be actively because I... For me, it is more beneficial, I know, for my life and how I want to live it, for me to be more, be cognizant. Right. As much as I possibly can. That works for me. That does not work for everybody, and I understand that. Um, but these are, these are the thoughts I'm having while I'm cognizant in these spaces. And it's not that I'm seeking out these spaces. These spaces find me. So as I'm sitting there in the weed smoke, these are the thoughts that I'm having. Um, so now I don't think I'm right. I don't think I'm right. These are just thoughts. Yeah, there's just too many uh, variables. Yeah, there's so many variables. And I understand that. And that's why PBS doesn't endorse these endorse these messages. They're just... The th <laughs> but Manscaped... No, we still don't have. We still, we still don't. Uh, we, we still don't. We don't have better help either. But go, seek therapy. As so, I, that is something that I am a part of. I am actively in that. And the enormous amount of help that has been to get some of this shit out of my brain into yeah. the brain of somebody who's educated to decipher what the hell I'm talking about has been substantially and significantly significant to my life. Like... We're down to like every other week now, and she was talking about going down to a month, and I was like, just one month at a time, and I was like, I'm no, nah, I'm not ready for that yet. Like, yeah, my life is pretty mundane. Yes, I'm feeling better than when I started. Um, yes, I'm on a, I'm on the incline in the progress of where I would like to be in life because I'm in school doing something that I really enjoy. Um, yeah, but I still need to come in here every other week and talk about some shit because I'd be stressed. And the world is stressful. Yeah. And I need someone to tell me that I am not insane in some of these thoughts that I'm having. Um, Because I can talk myself into either corner of that I am insane or not. So <laughs> did you ask did you ask her about oatmeal raisin cookies? No, I did. I'll ask oh, okay. her in two weeks. <laughs> I will forget. I'll ask hey, her. Two by weeks the way. Ago. 
We got this long-standing debate about oatmeal raisin. You know cookies. what's really just been stressing me out lately? <laughs> this crazy-ass uh, white boy talking about that he loves oatmeal raisin cookies. <laughs> you said they're the best. I, you can you can blemish it. I don't care. <laughs> so you can embellish. You can ever exist. And I think he's fucking insane. You said and everything else sucks. And then she'll probably just be like, well, he's entitled to his opinion. And... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to interact with him. You don't have to also love oatmeal raisin cookies, so that's fine. It does not negatively affect your life in any way, except for the fact that you keep talking you to him. You don't understand. You're just shaking on camera. <laughs> it would be shaking in person. I can't do therapy online. Like, I, we started, we were doing therapy Oh, I didn't know you went. You went to uh, to in person. Yeah, uh, we started on telehealth, and it was fine. But I was in the comfort of my own home, and so yeah. I was just sitting in my chair, just like getting distracted, doze, just dozing, thinking about yeah. what I, what anime I could be watching. Like I was just like, ah, I'm gonna go in person. So once our office was ready, yeah, I've been in person since then. Um, But yeah, uh, seek therapy, people. Um, no, it is not. Their job is not to give you the answers. Their job is not to fix your problems. Their job is to listen and then give you different ways to think about things. And we often think that we think about all the ways that we can think about things. And I am one of those people. I am implicit in that thought process. But I know for me, sometimes it's, I think, let me put it this way. She has not told me anything that I have not thought about. But yeah. hearing someone say, try this, is what's been helpful. Because I thought about it and talked myself out of trying that. And so to get confirmation that that thought was a viable one that I probably shouldn't have talked myself out of is what has been helpful for me. Yeah. And I think more people need that. More people, there are probably more people than we think that just talk themselves into circles all fucking day. I'm sure. And then they just end up nowhere because they feel like I've, I've exhausted all the options through this thought process. And then and there's like, there's nothing I can do. So sometimes we just need that one person to be like. No, go do it. Yeah, you can do that thing. It should be fine. It should turn out fine. And you know what? Been spot on every time. Every thought I've had where I've talked myself out of it. And then I just, I, I don't ask her that specific thing that I've talked myself out of. Mm -hmm. I just explained the situation. And she goes, did you think about trying this? And I go, yes, I did. But I talked myself out of it. And she's like, maybe explore that. Every time, it's been fine. Mm -hmm. So, go that's my suggestion to everyone. Go speak to someone who's trained on this stuff and let them 
either reaffirm some shit you already thought or give you a whole different landscape of things you never thought about. Either way, you're coming out net positive on the other side. Unless they're just a fucking crack job. Mm. But you'll you'll get that vibe fairly quick. So yeah. That's I had nothing to talk about today, actually, Cody. You know, once again, not a, yeah. not not Usually a thought. <laughs> not a thought on my brain, Cody. <laughs> I had nothing to talk about. No. And then we kick it off with food and here we are. Here we are, down the rabbit hole once again. Do you still want to talk about um getting older and <laughs> learning um, life lessons as you progress? <laughs> I, progress in age. I mean, there's not there's really not a lot to it. There's not a lot to it. Um I I went out we went out on Saturday. Um we were originally going to just go to the driving range. Uh, for golf when uh, Catherine was done with work she's like hey uh, one of my co-workers actually wanted to go um, putt-putting would you rather do that we can go to dinner and then go putt-putting I was like yeah sure that's fine I was already planning on going out anyway so adding two other people to it is fine not a big deal um, uh, we did we went out we we went. We went to their party, their Fourth of July party, actually, uh, and so then we were also just hanging hanging out with them today, and uh, just uh, went to dinner around seven, seven thirty. Hmm. Uh, uh, went putt putting around like nine, and then we went to a bar afterwards, and we closed out the bar, Ooh, and first off. I've talked about it before. I'm not really a person to go to bars or to stay out super late. Um, so uh, to do that to begin with was a little bit off for me. Mm. Uh, the first bar we went to, it was super loud. We're like, yeah, we don't want to do any of this. Let's get out of here, find a quieter place. And then we end up, ended up closing out the bar. Uh, the second bar we went to at two. Jeez. Um, and surprisingly, I was fine the entire time. I didn't have like, there was never a moment that hit me where I was like, and I'm ready to go home, hmm. which usually happens around like 10 o'clock. Yeah. Um, so that was super cool. Uh, but then we really didn't even have that much to drink, uh, starting at seven when we got to dinner. I think Catherine had eight drinks. So in seven hours, really not that much, all things considered, uh, compared to what we would usually do in that kind of a situation. Okay. Where we're just pounding things. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think I had five or six. Okay. Uh, two drinks at dinner. A beer at putt putt like two three at the bar so yeah seven okay so not much like one an hour um but 
Jesus Christ the next morning. <laughs> Both of us. Well, it was worth for, it was worse for Catherine because she had also already committed to going to the Renaissance Festival mm-hmm. yesterday on Sunday. Mm-hmm. And this weekend is hot here in Ohio. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she got up both both of us got up at like we didn't go we ended up not going to bed till like four in the morning good lord uh we got up at nine ten ish she had to get up like a little bit earlier to start getting ready to go to the to the uh run run festival Mm -hmm. and both of us are just like we're almost 30. We can't do this shit. <laughs> this isn't going to work out. We can't keep doing that. We cannot close close out the bar no. anymore. And no matter where we go, we got to start things earlier. Uh, which is super hard to do for her because and anybody she wants to hang out with because it's all work friends. And she, since she works in a restaurant, who the fuck knows when they're going to get off. Right. Um. So. It already was not. Uh, my ideal timeline usually so i i already knew that i was going to be having a rough time mm-hmm. uh the next day which is why i didn't stream because i was like i'm i, I don't have I, I barely have enough uh energy to get up out of bed <laughs> uh just from being tired not even hung over yeah um no that the age so. catches up with you quick because yeah it does also, the work schedule is the work schedule that's really the the kicker. Because yeah, my sleeping in is like eight nine o'clock now. Like mm-hmm. when you get yep. up at like four or five o'clock in the morning, like technically it feels like sleeping in because it's four more hours. But it doesn't feel like it to your body, but it feels like it still. Yeah. It's, so um, yeah, it's ridiculous. It catches up to you real fast. Um, like when we were going out to the club weekly, like definitely felt it the next day. Like, yeah, out at you know out to like two, get home at like two thirty, get up like what have I done? <laughs> my old what bones. is this? <laughs> my old bones. But all right, well, that was another episode. Um, it is. I, I well, I feel like we're gonna have to put like some sort of trigger warning on this, yeah. just for drug I, drug use. Drug use. I brought up suicidal ideation. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll I'll put the tags on there. Um, and yeah, you're all open to chat with us and be like, Jeremy, you're a fucking idiot, and I'd be like, tell me why. You can't you can't call me names and not explain to me why. That's the only. That's your caveat. That's the caveat. That's the caveat. You can you can say that I'm wrong. Um, just tell me why. Because I like to be educated. I like to know things. Don't just leave me in the dark and yell at me. Um, Cody, let the people know where they can find you. Yep. Uh, you can find me over on Twitch at twitch.tv uh, slash Commander Cody underscore 212. I don't like, know why. I, I, I don't like, know why I had a, a mind blank there. I'm like, am I have to do it for you? I know I type it out every <laughs> week. <laughs> no, I was like, for some reason that didn't sound right after I did the dot TV, but it is. It is. Um, I don't know why, but uh yeah, actually, by the time this recording is done or this recording is out, 
I'm done with Spider-Man. Um, and so we're going to be on to the next game, whatever that is. I don't know. Um, I have a lot of options. And you can find me over on Twitter at commander underscore 212th. I try to keep updated. Um, You know, if you got any ideas for games or podcast things, hit me up there. Or you can hit us up on our uh, other social medias. Yeah, and like I said earlier, you can find us at linktr.ee backslash left of the cry. So that's just Linktree. It's not anything too complicated. It would be in the description of this episode. It's in the description of every episode. It's in the like little blurb about what the episode, like what the whole podcast is about. Just click that link tree, take you to all our socials, and then you can send us emails directly at laughnotdecry at gmail.com. Uh, keep your eyes out for polls and things um, on the socials because, you know, Spot podcast and Spotify is just weird. So weirdo. All right. Until next time. Peace. Peace.